Hi guys, and welcome back to Motor Up Sports. I got first time guest Graham on today. I've been trying to get him on for a bit. And then Harvey, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Kenny. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so today we're just going to focus MSU hoops. I think that's probably the perfect topic. Uh, the Tigers have been boring as hell, so we'll talk about them tomorrow with Graham. <laughs> um, we'll talk Pistons coaching search tomorrow. But for today, very exciting offseason so far. Michigan State basically retains everybody. We've talked about in prior episodes, the expectation is, for me, title or bust. Some of you guys might disagree with that. I'm curious, do you guys disagree with title or bust for next year? Uh, I don't think title or bust. Obviously, the tournament is so random. I think Big Ten championship or bust, and then obviously Elite Eight, a Final Four run. But I think if we're not the best team in the Big Ten uh, next year, that's definitely a bust. Okay. That's not a bad take, Harvey. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I don't, I would say Tyler Bust. I'm just not a huge fan of, like, phrases like that, I guess I would say. But I, at the same time, it's like this is the best team we've had since. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think. I mean, I think this team next year could it will probably even be better than that 2019 team. Yeah. Um, just not to say Tyler Bust, but if you don't make the run and, and, like, have a chance to win it all, then, like, at that point, then I would say, yeah, it's probably a bust. I'm just still disappointed about this year because hey, we were just this close, just that close. If you just squeaked past Kansas State, I think you would have ran into UConn and had a great natty game. But yeah, talking about, yeah, I, I agree. And, and, but, but talking about, you know, a lot of the guys are coming back. Malik announced his decision in between episodes, so I'm really excited for that. I think he was personally injured at the end of the year, and he was playing through an injury. I think next year, 100% healthy. Yeah, Booker will cut in the minutes. And we know that's going to happen. No no way around that. You know Kohler has to get his minutes, and you know Cooper has to get his minutes in Sissoko. So the five of them are going to rotate a lot. I think Malik's minutes will be similar this year. He'll play about 20, 25 minutes a game. But my expectation for him is I need him to take that leadership role. I need him to basically – like as much as I want Walker to take that leadership role, I think you need Malik to step up as well as Walker to take a title run. You need both your fifth-year seniors – to be the leaders of the team next year. And I, I think going forward, I think Malik will help Booker a lot. And I think that's going to be a really scary power forward depth to even look at. If I'm another team, you have the number, you have a five-star coming off the bench for a fifth-year senior. Mm -hmm. How many teams have the luxury of that in the nation? But I'm curious, what are your expectations on Malik Hall next year? I guess I can start it off. To end the year, he looked – he played scared, it seemed. Uh, he had no confidence in his jumper. Offensively, he was a liability. Obviously, defensively, he brings a lot. We saw that early season when we weren't playing with him. But, yeah, he just looked really scared. Uh, it was kind of sad to see because we know what he's capable of. Obviously, his junior year, he was the most – one of the most efficient players in the country, putting up 9-10 a game. Uh, but if he gets back to his old self, he's going to be super key this year. Harvey? Kenny, I think we talked about it a few months ago, actually, before he got hurt. I always said Malik was like, even when he wasn't starting, because, you know, he got that, he hurt, and then they kind of just rolled the Aikens train, which I was cool with. But I thought he was our most important player, even like more than Tyson, because you kind of just know what you're going to get from Tyson. Like, he's going to hit tough shots. He's going to score 16 or 17. If Malik could score the ball, then we're, we were just a completely different team because you knew Malik could defend. It was another thing we talked about, how versatile he is defensively. But, yeah, I think 
what you said is the biggest thing. It's a fifth year senior who's just like the guy's huge. He's gonna he's gonna get Xavier better and bigger, which is gonna be huge because that's Booker's biggest problem right now. I think he's just too skinny. But Malik, having Malik back almost I know this sounds crazy, but almost excites me more than getting Tyson Walker back. Wow. Elaborate more on that. Well, I'm I've told you this, Kenny. I'm a big, I'm a big Jeremy Fears guy. I think he's Booker's rated higher, but I think Fears is gonna be the most ready to go. Like I think he's a lottery pick after one year, even if he doesn't. Wow. Start. You think even as a backup, he can be a lottery pick. I, yeah. I don't think Jeremy Fears is a lottery pick. I just, I promise you, he's gonna be the number one. He's gonna be the number one freshman point guard next year. I mean, again, he's not gonna start. Which we can get on to Tyson Walker coming back. Like, I can't say I'm obviously upset about Walker coming back because it's, again, it's a fifth year guy that he's he's a bucket. It's gonna be huge to get him back. But there, you can't also say that there isn't a con or two. I mean, fears would have been nice to have ready to go from the jump. This is the best point guard we're gonna have. We're gonna have for a long time. Uh, I, I Bowen I, Carr. We're not yeah. even talking about that. If yeah, that kid develops I mean, a jumper, best player in the nation when he develops that. <laughs> I mean, his bounce is ridiculous. Well, here, here's what I think he, he's going to be really good for. You're down six points with nine minutes to go in a game, and you need somebody to spark you, right? He's going to be – I think his role is like the spark plug. Like, he's going to come off, he's going to make plays, and he's going to shift the momentum your way. That's what I hope his role is going to be as a freshman – it, you don't need this massive, like, 15-minute roll from him a game. But if he can give me six, seven solid minutes of shifting the momentum and changing the game, that's kind of my expectation for Cohen Carr. Now, back to fears. I, I think you're a little crazy to think he's a lottery pick right away. I think he'll get there. I think he'll get there. I don't – yeah, I just don't think he has what NBA teams are looking for. I think, I think he'll have lottery pick impact on our team. I just, like – He's six feet tall. Obviously, he gets into a defense, but he doesn't have a great jumper. And he's not an unbelievable athlete. I just don't think NBA teams want him. See, I I think a year of development under Izzo would make him a lottery pick. Like, he'd have that sophomore leap, like that Miles Bridges leap. He'll just have a massive, like, as soon as he gets his minutes, it's over. Because Hogarth's gone next year. Walker's gone next year. It's his team next year. You got to like look at it from that perspective. I think Holloman, I, I think he's probably on his way out for transferring. I don't see a way he's here long-term if Fierce comes back again for a sophomore year. Because you got to understand like that, that kid's probably looking for minutes and he's not going to find them. So, mm -hmm. but I think Garrett Norman, it's probably the most interesting guy out of all of them. I feel like he's like a Matt McQuaid. Like that's going to be his role here. Like four-year player, he's just going to shoot the piss out of the basketball and play good D. And I'm hoping, yeah. like, I don't know if we're going to see minutes from him right away, but I think you would because we need pure shooters like that too. So we'll see. I think, I think, I think he'll play immediately. Everyone's comparing him to uh, McQuaid. I think he has a little more of a handle on him than McQuaid. And also, I think he, right now, at least just looking at him play in high school, I think he's going to come in with more confidence than McQuaid uh, did because it took about two, three years for McQuaid to really get comfortable and not play – I mean, he played He played really scared for two to three years. I think Garrett will come in and, and be a little more ready from the jump. Harvey? He interests me. I, I I really like the kid. I was watching his high school stuff the other day. I mean, like you said, he shoots the piss out of the ball. He can move pretty well. He's pretty athletic. It's just – I'm just – like, just from based off of what we know, top, 
Tom Izzo is, like one of these four freshmen are not going to play very much. It's like, it's just, it's just how it's going to go. We're returning eight guys that all played a lot of minutes there. You know, there's just so many minutes to go around. So, and you have to guess it's going to be Carr or Norman. And we'll see, I think just to jump back to Cohen Carr really quick, like you were saying earlier, like he could be a spark plug offensively, but I think like what his biggest attribute could be from the start is defensively. I mean, he's six, seven, he's pretty thick. Like he's got good size. He's laterally so quick, and then obviously he's so athletic. I mean, he could guard any position one through four. So he reminds me kind of of a Malik the way versus defensively. Like, he can kind of just do anything we need him to. So I don't know, but like I said, one of those guys, like, just minutes aren't going to be there, especially when you have Akins and Hall as kind of your three, four swing guys to start, and then you also bring in Xavier Booker. It's just we'll see. We'll see how the minutes get dispersed. And you know Izzo. We probably won't even have our final rotation until the Big Ten championship game. See, that's what I was going to say. I think Trey at least back up. I think his minutes will fade away pretty quickly as soon as Spears finds a groove, finds his confidence. But at least to start the season. See, I don't think Trey was ready to play this year. I think Trey will be a solid Big Ten guard. Nothing special, no superstar potential, but he'll be a solid like sixth, seventh man Big Ten guard, in my opinion. But like, he was not ready to play this past season. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's still not ready to play this year just because, I mean, he looked so unconfident in some of these games. He was scared to shoot. How many times did the teams give him like seven feet of space? I, if I had seven feet of space out there, I'm shooting it every time. Offensively, he's more of, and this isn't his fault. Like I'm telling you, Jeremy Fears is This kid is legit. Like the, he's basically a reincarnation of Chris Paul. Like he's not very big. He's not very athletic, but I don't know if you saw his highlights in like the McDonald's All-American game. Like he was the best player on the court. He literally was the best player on the court. It was not close. So we'll see. I don't know. It sucks for Trey. I really like him. But again, there's only so many minutes to go around. And when you have Tyson and AJ coming back, those guys were 30 to 35 a night. So we'll see. There's also an article on Jeremy Fears where they're saying that like of any player Tom Mizzo's ever recruited, Jeremy Fears is the one that like, aligns with him the most, like since Mateen Cleaves. They just have the same mentality, and they're probably going to be clicking from day one. I just hope we get pissed off Tom Izzo this year. We yeah. haven't seen that the last couple of years. And I think part of it is teams haven't been that good, so there's no reason to go pissed off Tom Izzo. But I actually want to see him fired up this entire season. I want to see him go back to his screaming at the players on the bench. I think that – I, I get, get it. Like, guys don't respond to that anymore. But I think when Izzo coaches his best – Izzo's in your face yelling at you and you're yelling back at Izzo because that's the program you have there. And I'm hoping like him and Hogard, you remember when we were talking about this, Harvey, you know, after that Ohio State game with Hogard, his body language and everything. I I think because at that point of the season, I was like, he's going to transfer. Like, there's no way. But I think if he's coachable this year, if Walker continues to be coachable, because it's it's clear, Walker's a very coachable player. If everybody's yeah. really coachable this year, I mean, the sky's the limit, but you can't have a team full of guys like Rocket Watts and all those guys that weren't really coachable players. But I, I want to see pissed off Tom Izzo this year. Yeah, I agree. I obviously that we're gonna be we're gonna be ranked tops five, six, seven somewhere in there to start the year. And but I don't want it. Everyone knows we're like Michigan State is just we're always better as the dogs. We're better with chips on our shoulder. We're gonna be the Big Ten favorites to start the year. We're probably gonna have two to three Big Ten first, like, preseason um, mentions. 
Tyson Walker's probably going to be a, a preseason All-American potentially just because of what he did last year. But I still want them to play. We're the fourth or fifth best team in the Big Ten. This is the chip on the shoulder. We're always better like that. But I, but what you said, I think, is super important. I hope all these guys continue to be coachable because they know how good they can be. But it does, it doesn't mean anything until you, again, until we get to March and you and you prove that you've gotten better all year and we, and you're ready to go. Then we'll see. Graham, it was really good to see Tom Izzo during the run we had not that it was much of a run we getting to the sweet 16 this year with this group you could see that he just he seemed to care more than just every other coach after we beat Marquette the way he reacted and I think that's the reason why people like playing for Izzo because he's like he, he he's not afraid to like put his emotions on his sleeves he'll, he'll fight for his players and yeah I would love to see that again I think we're gonna get that again I think we are too and talking about Tom Izzo he had that press conference the other day where he went on for about 40 minutes complaining about the transfer portal. So I don't huh. expect the center to get picked up at this point. Seems like he has no interest in hitting the portal. Maybe that, you know, now he's recruiting better than he's ever recruited. Maybe his legacy won't be tarnished by not hitting the portal because we were here a couple years. Like he hasn't hit the portal to screw him over. He obviously made it work this year with nothing. Like this was, in my opinion, in his 20 some years of coaching, his worst or second worst roster he put on the court. And he made that 16 run. But we, we heard about the – so I doubt he's going to end up bringing in depth at center. I think he's probably confident that Booker can slide in and play minutes at center at some point in the season. So I'd assume this is the roster next year. But I'm just curious. Do you guys – are you guys comfortable with Cooper and Kohler as your backups, or would you guys like to see him go out and try to get a transfer big? Well, I – I have some thoughts about the way Izzo uh, handles the portal. Obviously, getting a transfer big uh, moves us up from a top five, top three team to, I think, clear title favorites. I think replacing Sissoko would make us clear title favorites. At the same time, if you look at all the movement across the scape of college basketball, I feel like every other team, they're not really like creating a core. They're just throwing together a bunch of random transfer players and hoping it works. I think the way Tom Izzo's playing is he's actually, like, he's keeping guys. He's not replacing them. On any other team, Trey Holloman's transferring. And I'm not saying he's, like, the most important player this year, but he can be a winning guy in two, three years. And he's saying because he wants to play for Izzo, and Izzo's not replacing him. So I think the way Izzo's playing, it has its downsides, but I think it could, in the long run, be very effective. Harvey? Yeah, I agree. Kenny, you know how I feel about the transfer portal in basketball. I hate it. It's mm -hmm. a joke. I mean, there's 23% of college basketball players right now are in the portal. I mean, this is you can't really do anything about it. But I, I don't know if I was talking to you about this or someone else. It's not like football where you can kind of plug and play positions, you know, because a lot of football, I mean, there's 22 spots on the field, offense and defense. You can kind of run around. A lot of football is just athleticism and kind of stuff like that, knowing kind of just the right spots to be. Where basketball is so much more of a cohesive unit. I honestly, maybe there, you could say probably it would be nice if Izzo would try to go out and get, not this guy specifically, but guys of, say, Caleb Love's caliber. But I'm fine with it. Kenny, we talked about this. I didn't want him to hit the transfer portal for a center. I'm fine with Sissoko. I think Kohler's a good backup. And just the way basketball is played now, like, could you imagine a lineup next year where you have Hall and Booker at the four and five, and then it's walker hogard and akins that almost makes me like salivate thinking about that lineup like you don't need necessarily a guy that you're going to just drop the ball into and kind of clear everyone out anymore i mean 
basketball is just obviously like all sport. It's evolutionizing so much that you put five guys on the court that can shoot, which Booker can, as long as you can defend the other five on the other end of the court, I think offensively you can figure things out. Well, the Big Ten is not really that center heavy for the first time in a few years. Hunter looks like he's on his way out. You lost Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, they replaced him with Khalil Ware, but he wasn't anything that special at Oregon, at least last year. Maybe he plugs in the Mike Woodson system and he's, he lives up to that five-star potential. But you still have to go through Edie, which I think Booker would have trouble guarding. But overall, I mean, the Big Ten is not really that center heavy this year where I think the guards are going to run the Big Ten more than ever. I think Purdue's front uh, backcourt is going to be even better this year than it was last year. Like scary okay. good, like scary good. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you that actually. Uh, do you guys think this year? Because we know how tough it is, especially on the road to win in the Big Ten. But I was thinking about this the other day, like just looking at some of the other rosters. Do you think this could end up being a year where it's just Michigan State, Purdue, and then everyone else is like four or five games back? I mean, if you look at the rosters right now, us and Purdue are astronomically better than everybody else. Like I oh, know yeah. Ohio. I know Ohio State got better. I hate, I don't like Jawan Howard at all, but Michigan, they'll be formidable. But if you look at the rest of these teams, no one is that good. Penn State lost their coach and they were cut. That was kind of a fluke run. They lose everybody. But if you look at it, it could literally be Izzo and Painter and then everybody else just struggling on the struggle bus behind them. I really like Ohio State. I think Bruce Thornton is going to be legit next year. He's going to be an all Big Ten player. They had Jamison Battle. They bring in a top eight top five recruiting class for yeah. next year gonna have a lot of wing depth i think uh who was their who was their freshman shooting guard that went off in the tournament gail yeah he's yeah. gonna gonna get more confidence next year he's gonna be really good felix akpara is a great shock blocker and kind of more of a modern center i think they're gonna be very good see this is what i'm gonna say about ohio state it's put up or shut up for chris holtman this is it like this is your year if you can't get me past so we were just talking about this the other night graham but if he can't get you past into the Sweet 16, I think that's it. That's his job. I mean, let's be real. He got bounced in the first round as a two seed. He missed the tournament last year. And if he can't get me to the Sweet 16 this year, if I'm Ohio State's athletic director, I'm looking at him and I'm like, well, he's not the right fit going forward. He might have the talent, but if he can't yeah. get me to march and get me on a run, I think this is put up or shut up for Chris Holtman. And I think Ohio State will be solid. They'll be a formidable team. They'll probably be like a five seed, a six seed comes March where you have Purdue and Michigan State as one-twos or both being one-seeds when it's all said and done. But I agree. The drop-off from Michigan State-Purdue to Ohio State's pretty massive. And I think if you – I would assume if we get Purdue twice, we'd split them home and home. We win our game at Breslin. They win their game at Mackey. But, I mean, overall, I'm just looking at the nation. We have championship classic against Duke. That's going to be a phenomenal grinded out game. Open up the season. Winner of that game can very well be the number one team in the nation after week one. Which I don't think if, if Michigan State starts at number five and they beat Duke, who's going to be number one, I think they could be the number one team comes Big Ten play if they keep controlling their own destiny. Wow. You know, they just drew Arizona, which is a great game. I love the schedule he's playing. Remember last year, you guys would hear me on here. Why is he playing the schedule? This year, he needs to play that schedule. He needs to play one and two seats the whole season because the Big Ten's weak and it's not going to prepare you for March. Yeah, what do you guys think of Arizona and Duke so far? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's what I love about Izzo is like the the preseason is never boring. That's like my favorite thing is big, big non-conference games. I love them every year, especially the Champions Classic is always fun. 
one of my favorite days of the year. And yeah, no, I'm just excited. That Duke game is going to be amazing. Harvey. I think it's super important to play. Basketball is not like football. You can lose games. It's as simple as that. Say we go out and lose to Duke. I don't really care in the Champions Classic, to be honest with you, as long as we show that we're ready to go. And like, it'd be a nice, like obviously be a nice early season game to win. But again, it's not football. Basketball is just a, a never ending. Just every day you try to get, you try to show up and get better. And then in March, hopefully you put it all together. I think that game in Arizona is super cool. We have to Another one where we have to, tr we're going to be traveling a lot. Like all the things that stack up against you, but I think just make you more resilient as a group, bring you closer together as a group. And also Arizona is not going to be as good as they were last year. I mean, Taboulos is going to be gone. They're going to lose a couple other guys. They're they're going to be good. I actually really like Tommy Lloyd as a coach. I can't believe they lost to Princeton. They were one of my, one of my picks to win it all. I, like I was obviously really surprised. I think it's just, it's common is though. It's smart. He, he doesn't care. Let's just. Let's go to war to start the season and see what our guys can do. And really all it's going to do ultimately is make you better in March. I'm excited. I think this season is going to be special and we're going to have a lot of couches burning comes March Madness this year. So well, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for coming on. I think I, I'm excited for next year. I know you guys are. I'll be back on Friday. We're going to talk about it's not Friday. Sorry, I'm. My days are all over the place. <laughs> uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow with with Fogel. We're gonna it'll come out tomorrow night sometime. We're recording late, so see you guys on tomorrow, and then Monday we're back again, probably recapping the weekend. So see you guys then. Thanks, Harvey, and thanks, Graham, for hopping on. Yeah, have me, Ken. You're yeah, welcome. Thanks, Kenny. Go green. Go white.